Everybody good? Awesome praise and worship, and we've got about half our team gone on vacation and families. Uh, Neil and the group always does awesome, awesome. Thank you, Lord. Anybody get to experience the bomber that flew over yesterday? It was pretty awesome, pretty awesome. I wasn't even at the funeral, and when it went over, it was like, oh, Amazing. His name was Howie. Yeah, I don't know if you all know the story, but uh, Mr. Howie was in World War II, uh, crashed his bomber. Him and the co-pilot got out, but then he disappeared and then uh, later died, was buried in Belgium. Nobody knew where he was at. And through the government and some of the good stuff the government does, they found his body in Belgium at a cemetery, recognized it, and brought it back here and buried it beside his son that he never got to see. Uh, so it's a pretty neat deal. And then in all that, the Air Force brought a, uh, a John? Or he, what was the bomber, that the small one? A B-25. A B-25 came over, but also a new B-1B laser flew over, and it happened to be right directly over my house, and oh my gosh. Literally, when he passed over my house, he banked a little bit and throttled up, and the leaves were blowing on my trees. He was that, that low. And I thought, are you kidding me? Yeah. But what an honor for the family. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, I think Jim Howie coached for a while over here, so he, that was the grandson, right, Doc? That was the grandson, so it's three generations. Pretty cool that they honored him. A little different than what happened to the Vietnam War veterans that come home. Yeah, which is changing now. I want to talk to you. Uh, interesting, the, the song list that we had today, what was said. You know, we, we fight the battle, but where does it start? Right here. You know, the title of the message, if you, if you want it, what's been on your mind? Thoughts, thoughts affect every area of your life. It affects your attitude. It affects your actions and your reactions. It, it, it shapes your character. It shapes your personality. And it also directs your future. People don't realize this. But if we can get this thing under control... Now, we can't do it. We've got, to have, we've got to have help from the Holy Spirit. But we've got to recognize we can't just let our mind do what it wants to do. We have control over that. You say, well, how do we fix that? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about today because my family has walked through things that many don't have to face and go through. And the only way I personally got through these things was this right here. And like Josiah said, we have got all around us the power to overcome, but we've got to take this that he's given us and we've got to get this in here to transform so that it directs 
what's in here. Because if you follow what's here, you know, I woke up at 3.30. Ta-da! And I thought, I'm awfully wide awake here. That's what my thought was. Well, that thought took me all the way to staying awake as we speak. I even tried the thought, sleep. Can I say it that way? But this, this I mean, I, I don't know about all the rest of you, but I'm finding that this is my, if, and I've said this more than once around here, if I could take my head and unscrew it and set it off to the side, I'd be in good shape. But we've got to recognize that it directs everything. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. If I'm reading the wrong thing, if I'm watching the wrong thing, that is what I'm going to be according to the scripture. And I have found, folks, this is true. Matter of fact, this is the only thing that's true. We are being daily deceived by the, the press. We're being daily deceived by what they say is the most important things in life. You know, we can't offend anybody, but yet the Christian community can't. We can't put Jesus on the wall. But at the high school, they can put gay rights. But we still have to deal with all that right here between these ears. We've got to recognize that we've got the power. We've got to recognize the Bible tells us there's a problem. It says in Proverbs 26, 25, they pretend to be kind. This is a New Living Translation. They pretend to be kind, but don't believe them. Their hearts are full of many evils. You have to, you have, to have this in you so much. You have to get this in you so much that you can discern what's right and wrong nowadays. They are trying to take us completely off course of what the Word says about life. They're trying to direct you. They're trying to feed you daily on the news media things that they want you to know. It was interesting. I asked John if there was any, any news media down for this event yesterday. There should have been every station in St. Louis should have been down here for that. When Chris's situation come down, we had five trucks parked by our house for five days. They want to feed you wrong stuff. And we've got to know the right stuff. And we've got to get the right stuff in us to fight the battle. We can't just not do anything. Because then your thought life will go the wrong direction. And, and where our mind goes is where that person eventually goes. We go where we think. We go, we, we say what we think. And then we go where we think. You know, it, it, it's, it's what do you feed it? Who do you hang out with? Well, well, I need to be around these people. Be careful if they have anything besides this in their lives. And everybody does to a degree, and I'm not, I'm not judging anybody, but I'm telling you, whoever you run with, young people as well as the older, whoever you run, if you're running with your phone right now, you're going to be a phone. 
You are, you, are, you are feeding on something that is not all true. You are taking your attention away from everything that should be absorbing your life. And you're living, well, you all know the new, the new walk. Nobody walks like this anymore. And they see nothing around them. They're being fed by nothing but this. Am I criticizing? I'm as guilty as the next, but we all... We drive, thinking we're going to be all right. And I could pick out people in here that do it all the time. Well, that's how I work. That's how you're going to die. That's called deception. That's called your mind's not thinking right. The truth is this. You say, well, what's that got to do with everything? Because that is not your life. This has to be your life because this is the only thing that's going to get us through what is coming. Have you all not recognized things are changing? Have you all not bought food lately? I'm going to a Coleman reunion today and Donna and I went to Super Walmart and all we bought was just enough to, to make a nice salad. I walked out and had spent $83. Things are changing. The money that we're making is not going to get us. He's the only one that's going to make us through all of this. But we've got to be able to fight the battle by knowing what he says and speaking what he says and trusting what he says and knowing he's the answer. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says we've got to bring every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. Before that it says there's things going on that you're thinking about. You have to take every thought. And you've got, to, you've, you've got to monitor what you're thinking. You've got to pay attention to what you're thinking. And you can't, you can't spend time. Think about, think about Paul and Silas. They were in prison for what they believed. And they were singing praises in prison. And all of a sudden, every gate opened. They weren't thinking about their problem. They weren't thinking about maybe being beheaded. They weren't thinking about being beaten. They were, they were praising God. They were, like James says in the first chapter, they were counting it all joy in the midst of what they were going through. But you got to have the word to have your thoughts right. You have to get the word. If, you don't get, if you're not reading the word, if you're not reading one scripture a day, you've got to get back on it. You've got to come to a place of recognizing this is going to be your lifeline. This, it's kind of like the guy, the, the, the guy and the gal that's climbing the mountains with their fingertips. If they don't have a line hooked up, it only makes one mistake and they're gone. This is your lifeline. This is your life. But it has to be also what your thoughts can go to. You've got to have it so you can go there. When you have a wrong thought, when, when you, you, you get pulled the wrong, and we all do, when you get pulled the wrong direction, when, when, you get, when you get offended, you want to go immediately to your mind. You want to immediately go to getting them back. You want to go immediately, how, how dare them. You've got to immediately go, no, I choose to do what the Word says. I choose to forgive. I'm thinking, forget, forget. 
forget, forget, let it go. I'm not going there. God, you take care of it. I know you are. You're with me all the time. You never leave me. You never forsake me. I've, I've been made righteous. I don't have to deal with this. You've got to, that all has to come by knowing, by knowing this is how we fight the battle. You don't just, this is how we fight the battle. Woohoo! That's all good. And that is, but it's got to, this is what you fight the battle with. This is the only thing you fight the battle with. There is nothing else that's going to win the battle. America could change in a heartbeat. And it's going to. One of these days, bam, we're going to be gone. And I keep saying, how could he wait any longer? I mean, now, now Walmart's even caved in with the transgender stuff. The only way we're going to stop it is when you walk in Walmart, if they have anything up that says anything about it, let them know you do not appreciate this at all. That'll stop it. But you've got to have it in you. I know a young lady that said something to the people at the high school. She said, can I put Jesus on the wall? Well, no, that'll offend somebody. And this don't? We got to know. We got to know. We got to take our thoughts. We got to get a hold of them. See, thoughts are a seed. In Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world. Well, if I'm thinking thoughts of what the world entails, the wrong thoughts, then that's a seed that's been planted in me. And that seed, if I keep feeding that seed, if I keep feeding that seed, that seed will take root and that seed will become part of my life. If I go by the bank at Buena Vista every day and my thoughts are to break in, and my thoughts are to, to get in and get the money. And my thoughts are to, to look it over and see how I can get in. And my thoughts are to get blueprints. And my all thoughts on doing what I had a thought. If I keep feeding that thought, I would be stupid enough to try to break into the bank. It goes for sexual sin. It goes for the whole thing. It, it doesn't matter. It goes for Pepsi-Cola. It goes for a piece of cake that I ate this morning, Donna. for breakfast <laughs> that is not well, how did it start she sent it home she had the first thought I'm going to get rid of this so I don't eat it and then I took it home and then I got up this morning or I was up at 520 I opened the refrigerator and I went oh there's that cake and I had a thought. But I also had a thought, that's really not good for you. But my other thought overrided it because I had already tasted it. So I took it out. And here I sat, taking my vitamins. <laughs> with my piece of cake. You say, well, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. But if I did that all the time, I'd be this big around. 
Why? Because I know that it's not good for me. Yeah. See, I need to plant in me. You need to plant in you this. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, Jesus, but it was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in John 1, 4, it said, In, his, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. This is a seed. And as I read this seed, it gets in me. It, at first, it doesn't seem like it does anything. But the more I read it, and I read it, and I read it, the more I recognize my attitude, my actions, the quicker I'm responding to, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And the quicker I can go back and apologize and fix that, the quicker I maybe even won't even get into that. And the quicker I'm going to start walking in the fruit of the Spirit, which is from the Holy Spirit, which is inside me. And then pretty soon, I recognize that, that being rude is not the way to live. I recognize that having a wrong attitude is not the way to live. Well, how did I recognize that? By the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me, but I had to feed it. I had to put the seed in me. I had to allow the seed to be in me to the place to where it's going to start changing me. John 6, 63 says, The word that I have spoken to you is spirit and is life. James 1, 31 says, Receive the word in our hearts, which is able to save your soul. What's your soul? Receive the word so it'll save your soul. Receive the word so it will save your soul. My mind, my will, and my emotions. The only way I'm going to make it through is this right here. You know, the interesting part, it's not just what I'm doing. It's what I'm living in an environment like you. When someone comes, let, let, Marcia just lost her dad. I knew him in acquaintance. I haven't had a chance to say anything to her yet. Okay. She could say, Pastor, don't even care. Well, she could. She could take that, not knowing my schedule, not knowing I couldn't get to it, not knowing that I had, as soon as I seen it on the on, on prayer list, I knew it, and it was then in my heart. But by not getting right to her, she could say, Well, he don't even care. Now, if she feeds that, she'll leave. Listen, my favorite line now, I know in part, don't we? See, we've got we've to recognize, we've not, it's not only us getting the Holy Spirit out, it's us, what's coming in on a constant basis? What's coming in on a constant basis? We've got to recognize that we've got to fight that battle, and we've got to take every thought captive, and we've got to come to a place of recognizing our... You know, what, you know what Hebrews 4.12 says? It says that this word, him, Jesus, Holy Spirit, is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it will, it will absolutely, 4.12, you need to study that. It will literally, that word, will take every thought that I'm talking about, and it will take that thought and it will let you know. It will say to you, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. See, he, the Holy Spirit does not 
Everybody thinks this, but it's not true. The Holy Spirit does not convict you. The Holy Spirit only tells you the right thing. According to the word, he tells you the right thing. By knowing the right thing, you then decide what you have a free will. Adam and Eve was told, don't eat from the tree of good and evil. Jesus, God did not want you to know good or evil. He just wanted you to listen to him. And by getting the word in, then our thought pattern can change. And our thought pattern then knows the truth. And, we know, and when we know the truth, it's like, it's like the old preaching used to tell you, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this and you can't do that. And all it was doing was putting you under law. Then you had to do it. Because the idea of the law was to prove to you that you can't do it. The Holy Spirit says, this is the right way, this is the right way. This, the good coach is going to tell you how to do it right. The good coach is going to adjust you, adjust your shot. The good coach is going to teach you how to bat. The good coach is going to encourage you. The good coach, that's what the Holy Spirit does. But you got to get it in you for it to work. For my thoughts to be right, I've got to continue. It's so easy. I looked the other day. I try to read the chapter every day like we're supposed to read. I was about, I was about seven or eight days, ten, ten or twelve days behind. I went, well, I know I studied. I've been preaching. I know I've been in the Word. But that's how easy even the pastor got behind. You go, whoa, pastor, you, you sure you should be up there? Quit thinking that way. We're people, but we've got to recognize that he is the answer to everything in our life. He is, he is it. Allow this to, 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 to divide my thought life. Allow this to... Lisa is adjusting. Lisa lost Carl. Been a couple weeks and a couple days now, hadn't it? It was Friday, two weeks Friday. So two weeks and two days. I promise, and, I, and I've talked to her about this, and I warned her but encouraged her, you're going to make it. She come in this morning, I'm going to make it. Friday was horrible. It was, it was two weeks. I, I related, I know, but I know God. Because I know the word. And that's how I got through that. That's how I, I, I talk to Chris every day. And every day he encourages me. And how did he do that? By this right here. This right here. I told everybody Wednesday night. What he's doing now as a social worker. Talking to the other inmates has transformed the prison to such a degree that uh, the big college in Madison has been watching this for a couple of years. They're writing an article in the psycho psychological reports of the day. They're writing an article on how the prison has totally turned around and transformed. And they've got, they've got maximum security guys praying every evening before they go to bed, holding hands together, all because of this. They're seeing, they're seeing total transformation in those that 
get rearrested or coming back different people and are better than they were before they left and, 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 and the list goes on and on and on. Well, why are you bringing that up? Because this is what fixes it. Steve Kime tried to get this into prisons in Illinois and he fought and he fought and he finally just said, okay, if they'd have had this in Illinois, we would have people back on the streets instead of being better crooks than they were they would be Christians and walking for God. Why? Because this is the only thing that changes lives right here. But we've got to recognize that it all goes back to our thoughts. And you've got to have what's in your mind. You've got to get to the place of recognizing our thoughts. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, it tells us, it says that it will transform us from glory <laughs> to glory. Well, that sounds so spiritual no it just takes you from, from, from perversion to truth it takes you from the lie to truth it takes you from, from, from being nasty to people to being kind it takes you from being impatient to patient oh, Donna quit looking at me we were standing in Walmart line and I, and I know I've got patience in me, and I need to think on that more. But they don't really want you there. They want you to do it yourself. But the lady that was running the, the, the food through had another person just standing there visiting with her. So she was spending her time talking to this other person and standing there talking. And then, And I looked at Donna and she said, you're not very patient sometimes, are you? <laughs> but it's in me. Is it not? So when stuff like that happens, what do I need to do? Recognize what's going on. It's okay. I don't know the whole story. Maybe them two need to talk. Maybe them two need to talk. Ronnie, you're really not that important in life. Just shut up. I mean, you really do. You have to, I have to argue with mine and get back where it's supposed to be. Well, 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 how do you fight the battle? That's what I'm talking about. Whatever's going on. All you that worry, duh. Really, I mean, there's an absolute... I mean, scripture after scripture after scripture, he tells us, don't worry. Well, why? Because that you're thinking. And you're thinking about stuff that you can't fix anyway. So why are you foreboding the things of the future? Why aren't you just thinking positive things? Why aren't you? It was said here this morning. You don't even know you're... you're you're giving a praise when you do that to somebody, are you? Good. That was good. So true. We've we got to recognize that, that it, it's in us. It, Galatians, Galatians 5.22, you all know love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It's all there. It's all, it's all inside of me. 
plus the icing on the cake is words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gifts of healing, gifts of faith. All of, the, all of those gifts are in me also. And then when I finally get to the place in my life where I'm walking in this, then I can finally get in the place where this stuff will be manifest in my life and I'll help people more. But I have to, I have to get my thought life in line with the word. I have to come to the place of recognizing I've got it. I have to allow him to direct my path. My future... Your future is in your thoughts. As you think, you will be. Get that in your spirit, man. Every time you have a dumb thought, every time you wake up and you, you can't go back to sleep because of thoughts. I didn't go back to sleep for no thoughts. I just didn't go back to sleep. But I've had my times where I've laid and thought and stewed and worried back when I was more immature. Stewed, how am I going to fix this? What can I say? And What can I do? Dumb, dumb, dumb. I just lost sleep and fixed nothing. We've got to come to a place of knowing that God has got all of this. Team, come on. Let's come on up. Psalms 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet. I like that. And you can kind of picture just having a lamp. And you've all probably been in the dark and you've had just a small light that you could just see a little bit. I've walked to Brad's more than once with a little flashlight that wasn't, well, you know, your, your cell phone light. That's not enough to do anything, just enough to lamp my feet. But it goes on. Listen to what it says. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet. And then it says, and a light to my path. My thoughts are just that. I'm always illuminated with what I'm saying, but if I keep saying the right thing, pretty soon it gets bigger, and my future is out there, and I know that I'm going to make it, and the Word says that you're going to make it, so I'm going to throw that out there. I'm going to get through this situation. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to, I, I know that I'm going to get through this. I know I'm going to be able to pay these bills. I know I'm going to be able to buy the groceries. I know, I'm, I know God, you said you would provide for me, Lord. I thank you for that. Instead of saying, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? I've got to get 17 more jobs so I can live big and mighty. I, I've got to have it. I've got to pay for everything. No, God will take care of you. But we've got to know to say that. But you've got to think that before you're going to say that. You will not say anything you haven't thought about. For the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let's recognize that God's got this whole thing in our lives. He's going to take care of us. It's a guarantee. Father, we thank you for helping us to recognize the more we get of you into our hearts, the more we're going to be able to relax and trust and trust and trust. Father, bottom line, I can't count it all joy until I know I can trust you. And I thank you for that, Father. I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand up and let's go out with a song.
Dismissed.